Yo, what's good, folks? Peace, peace, Happy peace. Friday. Uh, you're tuned into Rich Friend, the elevated conversation brought to you by Tequila Avion, uh, live from Art Basel in Miami. Um, Welcome to the city where the heat is on. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm out of the city where the heat is on. Hell yeah. Uh, fucking, I was actually, I was like, there's also the LL one. There's also, I'm going to Miami. That's how that shit goes, right? I don't think so, right? Yeah. Nah. Right? That's not. It's not saying I'm going it's to like, Miami. It's like you know what I'm talking about. There's like it says I'm going back to Cali. No, not I'm going back to Cali. Not that. What you just said, yo, yo, G. Am I fucking now, up? Yeah, you're fucking up, bro. Really? You worked at the fader. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> nah, it's uh, <laughs> no, that was crazy. Nah, yo, nah, he said, I'm going back to Cali. That's the LL. Cali, yeah, Cali. I don't know why I'm I remember going that back as to Miami. Cali. That's weird. Are they, I don't he think didn't so. have a song about Miami, really? Nah, nah bro. Am I bugging? Nah, but Maybe you know it's what? This guava margarita. What you, what you yeah. sipping on, though? Yeah, this avio silver yeah. with some guava puree, fresh lime, and some simple syrup. Maybe that's what has my uh, tropical cities mixed up. Has you rap references away? to tropical cities? Yeah. Um, but cheers up, guys. Yo, you sure it's not the late nights? Because this is what we're at the we're at the end of our art basel. Run. Yeah, that's probably it too. That has that. Yeah, it's you probably set me up. Your fantastic fucking uh, weekend of uh, showings and events and dinners we've, and parties. We've had a vibe. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. For no, it's sure. actually been sick, man. I'm really, it's been dope to see. The very rare Tramel com- uh, compliment. Yeah, no, nah, man. You know, That's how you know we did a thing down Mark here. Mark Anthony Green does his thing, you know? <laughs> it was like, you know, it was ill. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're here uh, in the bungalow on South Beach. Yeah, it's um, pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, got, we got our own bungalow. It's like a three-story little mini mansion thing there's an elevator yeah we got our own elevator it's in- incredibly inefficient it's it, like it, yeah, so it's, much easier to take the stairs yes, but so yes. much more fun to take the elevator we got multiple pools to ourselves <laughs> yeah. rooftops yeah yeah it's uh it's a vibe and uh-huh. the art is all around and people have been super nice mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sold some sold some art that's dope had some cool people come through that's really cool you man. know oh uh, yeah it's been a vibe man you know, and it's your first art Basel, so I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here green as hell, just I mean, like wide eyed. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, what's uh, you went to Winwood? What was that? Uh, it was good. I went to uh, see Metro Boom and DJ. Yeah, uh, at um, Boom Basel, the Fader and uh, yeah, Fader event. It was good. He was he was dope. He did his thing. Shout out to the folks there. Yeah. Um. They didn't have like LL rapping going back to Miami. They, Yo, bro, I don't know where or it, how bro. that happened. That's so crazy. It's too much Basel, bro. You yeah, got Basel brain. Man, right. You got Basel brain. Clearly, man. right? Yeah, exactly. It um, make, make no sense. No, yeah. it's That, that was chill, though. It was good. Uh, South Beach is really... It's fast. I keep saying fascinating because I'm genuinely fascinated by it. I'm like, now I want to know, like, what's how up, and why, yeah, what is and, even like, happening, what this is, and like, what you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, in, on like in like off season, yeah. like, what is day to day, like, man, we're you know coming what I'm saying? back. We, yo, we're back. Yo, what are the things that? What is the actual name for uh, the things that hold up socks that the guy calls sock holsters on the Cozy Boy album? What's um, the real name for they what that? They are is? called. Um, because I, I, no, I have no idea. The thing that holds up your sleeves are arm garters. Okay. And those are called, um, I think, technically knickers. <laughs> are you serious? I think like so. Like knickerbockers? Yeah. Like the knicks? But, but the thing, the actual thing that holds it, I think is called a knicker. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so, so white folks at home, be careful when you say that. 
Don't go around just saying, yo, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Wow. So are the Knicks named after sock holsters? They're named after Knickerbockers, and I think is the that Knickerbockers... No, nah, I think it's different. I'm positive it's different. They're not named after sock holsters. You also are from New York, like you should know this. I don't. That's the worst NBA team name, Oh, I disagree. hands down. What's the worst what? name? The Bobcats. No, Bobcats is better. Bobcats is whack as fuck. Sounds like a WNBA team. You're just saying that because... It was new, and because what the about logo the looked weird, any animal is better than Knickerbocker. I disagree. Knickerbocker's sick. Knickerbocker's sick, bro. The Knicks? Knicks is good. But having it be rooted in, like, if it's if especially own, if it's about fucking socks. If you own the, the New York socks. It's not like, about socks, bro. It's, I think it's a, like, it's just not about socks. Oh, my God. I think it's a last name. It's like uh, Rockefeller. The New York Rockefellers would be a fucking sick be the basketball team. team. The, 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 the New York Rocks. Right. Come yeah, on. That would That's be really, too, really good. If you owned a basketball team, Tuck, what would you call them? Uh, what's a good animal? Um, well, they would be, they would be, they probably wouldn't be good. The turtles? <laughs> listen, listen. The, yeah. the the Flatbush Turtles. Hell yeah, with little Avion logo on the jersey. Yo, I mean the there's a turtle. There's a turtle on the jersey. There's some college team that has a turtle or like yeah, some college. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that right? I think I don't so. Know. Don't fact. We don't fact check. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, right. We don't care. But listen. I was very. I don't know. The, the root of this question was I was like, man, like. This dude, you know, I've been listening to that album a bunch, and he's, and it's like, the skit's like kind of, it's like pretty funny, but I just love the fact that like, they're basically like rooting down the definition of cozy, and like, that's where he went. He was like, oh, I'm so cozy that I fucking came out with the socks, with the shit that the yeah. holds them up, like yeah. the sock holsters, yeah. and I was like, I think like definitely like having articles of clothing or like parts of clothing that are like just functional but also like completely just unnecessary you know what i mean like your socks are gonna stay well, back in the day they didn't have elastic that's why those existed right 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 elastic was an invention put right. plastic and wool that didn't exist socks so. themselves are a pretty powerful innovation i think wow you know what i mean because wow. those weren't always around you know we're not even gonna do a best worst today because socks are the best they are right Holy shit! Yep. Socks are undoubtedly there. They are. There's nothing wrong with socks. Done. They do nothing bad. They have no. There's no catch. There's. No <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just fucking universally just there's good. There's no catch with socks. That's very. I, Except it, that they come in pairs, and you got to keep them in pairs. That is the catch. Mm, that is the catch because socks are also the worst. That's the investment in owning them. They're so fucking amazing and awesome, but you have to keep track of both of them. That's tough. Yeah. What's yeah. what's the worst thing you've ever lost? Like you lost it and you're like, "Yo, if I could get back one thing that I've lost, that's it." Man, I I have a way of losing things. I lose things very purely. Like it's not like, "Oh, I went somewhere and then I left something there and I know it's there." Or like, but you know what I mean? Or like, "Oh, I was I went to the park and then my phone fell." When I lose something, it's something I really, really like, and it vanishes into thin air. And the more that I enjoy it, the like more, the more likely it's gonna. The li like, uh, I was reading a book of um, fucking uh, Albert Camus. Like the he's like a philosopher, like a philosopher, and like 
wrote uh, this thing about literary like, um, stunt button. Fucking <laughs> literary stunt button is funny, but uh, and he he like he writes about like absurdism and like how like this whole idea that like life is like random and the only way to like face it is to understand how absolutely random it is and so he had like and he was really young and wrote all these like journal entries or whatever and i was really really enjoying this book poof gone absolutely gone zero trace of it and anytime that happens i'm like yeah word like yeah that's how i know that i really enjoy that <laughs> so are you afraid that i'm gonna leave you uh i don't really like i don't, I don't like so it that much, much. Yeah, so it was fine. Rude. Yeah, you're going. No, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding, man. You flew all the way to South. I'm kidding. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. What about what about you? What stuff goes missing? Man, it it was. It it's is, the worst it, when stuff goes missing. I have uh, a shirt that Wes Lang, this artist, speaking of art, mm -hmm. um, did, and I just can't fucking find it. Yeah, I've looked for losing it. clothes is just fucking tough, man. Is it, I honestly I never even wore it mm -hmm. because I was. Like, I was like, yo, I, nothing could ever happen to this. Right. You know? Yeah. And he doesn't make a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. It was like chain stitch. It had this naked woman on the back. And he and he gave it to me. Yeah. And I fucking can't find that shirt and it hurts. Yeah. That is rough. It's legit like a, a problem. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Whatevs, man. We need like a support group. Like y'all should tweet at us. Like, what's the worst thing you've ever lost? And we'll just... You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, I'd be interested to hear. I'd be curious to hear. come together. People tweet at us sometimes. It gets weird, though. Some Yeah, people some tweet at us tweet, sometimes. Some no, dude called me a fraud today. What? Yeah, some dude tweeted at me. He has 17 followers, so, like, this is the tightest thing that will happen for him right. on social media. Right, But he tweeted at me, and he was like, yo, not all... I guess I said uh, Atlanta rappers, uh, you know... They are, they're different. Shit, this might, I don't even, I don't even know what, what right. he's responding to. But he was like, Atlanta, not all Atlanta rappers rap about chains and something. You should, you should listen to some. Oh, Atlanta so he, he's a rapper. I, I, from the look of his pick, no. No? Oh, okay. If he's a rapper, he's the corniest right. rapper. Right, right, You know, he, right. he but looked I would, like I would Jason just... Sudeikis. Like, I don't think <laughs> that he, he didn't look, look, like, if you're listening to this, my G, like, you don't have the look. Yeah. So you yeah. might you might wrap your ass. Or up. maybe, or maybe it's like somebody very prominent that made a fake page specifically to like troll you. Maybe that's which tight. I feel like, like Soulja Boy. Soulja Boy made that page to troll. Right. Exactly. Right. He felt right. Shot at right. He felt like personally I mean, I disrespected. Be with you, like, if your feelings get hurt by something said on this podcast. We should, it's Tramel's fault. We should add that to the disclaimer. Yeah, like... <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, yeah. It also, probably is my fault. a lot of Atlanta rappers rap about dumb shit. I think that's I That's a very... That's an odd grenade to jump on. That's a weird thing to be like... No, upset okay. about. Yeah. Atlanta rap... Like, okay. And we've said some weird shit on Right, right, right. Right. Probably much more offensive than I'm that. I'm positive. Yeah. One would have to believe. Definitely. Yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, nah. But I don't know, man. I feel like it's cool to see, uh, like... To be challenged. You know what I can't you know? wait for? Speaking of social media, and this is a thing that's been in the news and it just in the most insane way. Mm. And I promise y'all, we're going to do one podcast where we don't talk about Trump. This one ain't it. Um, <laughs> right. He is going, I'm calling it, he's going to be the first president to respond to a troll on Twitter. He's going to be the first one to, while he's in office. To like somebody with like forty followers is gonna yeah. say something petty 
and they're yeah. gonna get the fucking president of the United States to tweet back at them. Yeah. And that's going to happen. And it is that that in itself, if I were China, I'd nuke us immediately. Well, I feel I just would yeah. come and I'd be like, yo, if you're that petty and that weak to where you're gonna I can just like some kid can antagonize you. And you know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like his kids are the kids that antagonize. I feel like if you're inclined to troll people online, you probably like Trump. You know what I mean? There are plenty of uh, liberal minded trolls out there. I wish there were more. Hillary might be in office if we had more fucking liberal trolls out there. Toast mics on you know, (laughs) like, but because the fucking yeah, that's like they they killed that shit. But no, it's true. I mean, he's gonna gonna happen. He's gonna have a million firsts. He's, he's gonna have a million first. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yo, he's gonna have a million first. Yeah, he's taking shots at SNL today too. I see. Yeah, wow. Yeah, maybe Mad TV will come back. Make Mad TV great again. <laughs> maybe. I, I, I will say I'm I'm ready for the make TK great again thing to die. Yeah. I I I, I just I'm tired of it. Yeah. That I, might be my least favorite thing about Donald Trump. Yeah. Is that we have this dumb sentence, like it's it's so stupid. It's just so stupid. It's not it's not cool. It's not yeah. inventive. Yeah. I don't know, man. No, that's nuts. I mean, I don't know. This is this is a this is a random thing, but I had a debate with some friends yesterday um, about mental health, mm-hmm. and they were talking about you know the whole Kanye thing and uh, some mutual friends of ours and. Um, they just were talking about how for young folks, mental health is such a, you know, that's like one of the most unfleshed out mm-hmm. um, ways that we kind of discriminate against people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what, what you know, there are feminists, there are, you know, a million different black rights Mm-hmm. You know, but like for people who are suffering from mental health, is there really an advocacy group about them to dispel, you know, uh, taboos and unnecessary fears? And and I thought it was interesting. Like the person who's making the argument that they're like the last. But do you do you think you that know? they are um, that people are persecuted or oppressed or judged uh, unfairly because when they, they go mental. through mental health issues? Well, yeah. You know, it's like um, it's like the Pythagoras thing. It's like if A equals B, B equals C, A equals C. Follow me for a second. So if A, mental health is uncontrollable, right? And then B, you do something that people will criticize you for because of your mental health, then C, you're being criticized for something that you couldn't control, i.e. Yeah. you can't control that you're a black man i.e. our mothers can't control that they're women, therefore that's discriminatory. Yeah. Right? So if the argument, if Kanye West is going through some type of mental thing, I'm not saying that he is at all. Yeah. Um, I saw some some article about somebody spoke to a physician to try to diagnose him, which I thought was the fucking craziest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. We're just using him as, as, as yeah, yeah, yeah. with no facts. Um, if that's what made him do that and you know, now we have made all these decisions about him and think he's X, Y, and Z, then yeah, he's kind of being uh, judged and persecuted and treated away by something that he can't control. And then at, at the same time that I, f- I feel like therapy in a kind of class way 
is kind of uh, like a luxury or like fetishized in a weird oh, way. Oh, yeah. Or like kind of fashionable. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I... Which is super odd, but... Right. Um, and you don't really associate that as harshly as you do some of the stuff that you're talking about. You know what I mean? I don't know. I would, open, was, I would open a practice for rappers exclusively. Wow. You what know? would you call it? What do you call practice? Do they have names? No, like, what would you call your practice? You got branded. <laughs> like, what's your hashtag? Um, huh. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think, I have to think about it. I'm going to flesh it out. But it would be good. It would be like a six-week retreat. Uh, you could fucking, like, you know, record, do the shit you need to do, and then just have, like, daily sessions, you know? And uh, I would, like, give rappers advice about what they should and shouldn't do and how they should feel and how their problems are really just projections of how they feel about their parents and um, all that other good stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I, I think I do a pretty good job. I don't know, Tremel. Artists in general, not even just rappers, but I think you. Them. I think you would definitely get up there and you'd be like, okay, you know, like let's say your client was Tyga. Like, how would you help Tyga? Okay, I think Tyga uh has this is the weirdest tangent we've ever taken on this podcast yeah and i mean we know we you know we had ant up here yeah, probably amazing essentially served as tiger's therapist <laughs> like that's like a part that has to be a part of that job description yeah um for, for real right i don't i mean i don't know this is why this is how i'd help him i'd right. say listen man rapping ain't your thing so for that that's okay? not therapy though that's just Life advice. <laughs> I think he'd be happier if he stopped rapping. Yeah. I know we would. Ah, I got him. Oh, Rich man. friend. Yeah. Brought that's to you good. by Tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. That would, that would happen. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, we know that there are things 40 years from now that we do that we will as a society agree was the wrong thing to do and we do them every day you know like right now like right now like there were decent people mm -hmm. in the 20s that were like yeah women should stay at home and cook and mm -hmm. they shouldn't vote mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because that's what society had deemed was all right. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So yeah, 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 like, yeah. What's yeah, the yeah. next frontier? Like, right. What's the thing we do all the time? Right. Right. Like, will it be domesticating animals? Will there be zero pets in the year 2050? Zero pets in 2050. Because think about it. You're putting a live thing in captivity, you know? Do you think people talk about pets in therapy? Do I think people? There talk has to about be some real, you know. There's very the, the, the relationship with the pet is so one-sided. That's why people who are really, really love their pets, and I really do respect that. Yeah, and, and totally understand it. Yeah, I do think that there's a certain level of like, pets are loyal. Pets don't disappoint you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you control them. Mm -hmm. Like there's a this it's it's the easiest relationship that you'll have. That doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile and important, but mm -hmm. it definitely is easy. There's like dependency. Yeah. Like if you called Avion <laughs> and was like, yo, I'm leaving this podcast, I can't control you, tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing I could do about that. Like mm -hmm. you, you you dipped. You know what I mean? You know man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like if you have a pet iguana it can't go anywhere. Yeah, it can't make that call. Right. Yeah. Iguanas are pretty fucking cool, man. 
Yeah, they're pretty squiggly. Man, I think we are going to jump into our guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A legend yeah. in his own right. I got to say that, like, I hope that one day when we're going, like, we're talking about, you know, our careers and we're like, yo, we did this amazing podcast with Avion. Yeah. We were writing at this magazine or whatever, whatever, that we have the fraction, a fraction of the stories that this dude does. Factuals. Yeah. Truth. You know? Yeah. There's not a thing squiggly about him. Right. The man is not, solid. Not, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. Welcome back. What's good, guys? Tramel does these amazing introductions. He's he's got love. I mean, with the, the dude that we got with us really needs no introduction. True. Uh, we love storytellers here on Rich Friend. Yeah, definitely, and we we got a good one today. Uh, the legendary Fonsworth Bentley. One uh, two one two. <laughs> two probably, two. Probably the prototypical rich friend. Probably yeah, the yeah, first. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. invented the idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what funny. I mean? No, like, y'all are funny. That's crazy, it. man. What's going on? How you feeling? Thank you for kicking it with us today. Man, I'm I'm excited to kick it with you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother was telling me, hey, I gotta come do the show and and and, and really spend some time with you guys. And this is really like number two meeting. For us, yeah. essentially, yeah. Uh, but um, you the know, whole, the the vibe that you and Mark Anthony have, I feel like it's like there's like a like a passing of the torch going on. Like you guys are just so like in sync in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like from backgrounds, yeah. just passions, interests, or whatever. It's right. crazy to see y'all two like vibe out right now. I mean, I definitely have stolen some of his outfits. Yeah, sure. like, yeah, like I'm <laughs> saying, like you know what I mean? Like it's so crazy. Thread like. for thread, I done stole some. Y'all yeah, for, for sure. Yo, so how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. I mean, it's we're in Miami. It's our Basel. Yeah. Um, my wife and my son, who's nine months, back at the hotel. We are. My wow. daughter's with the grandparents. Nice. Uh, I got rest last night. Two days ago. I'm excited to tell you guys. I am a newly minted um, ambassador to the Department of Energy. Um, wow. Yeah. This is not this. This is not a Trump thing. This is actually an Obama initiative. Um, which is uh, this Minorities in Energy initiative. Um, and I do a lot of stuff in STEM and STEM education. Yeah. Um, majored in biology at our alma mater, Morehouse. And so, shout out to it. Shout out to the house. <laughs> Maroon and white. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, first of all, um, the, the, ener- you know, the energy space, that's a trillion dollar energy uh, uh, industry. But when you begin to talk to, you know, friends, like how many of us know people that own a petroleum company or how many of us know right. somebody who owns right. a renewable Rich energy right, right, company? Right. A real one. Uh, right. And so, you know, but again, one of the goals that uh, Nesby, um, which, you know, is, is about making sure that, you know, African-Americans are being educated in mm-hmm. STEM, mm-hmm. STEM, STEM areas the goal is to get 10,000 engineers. I think it's in the next five years or by 2020, I forget. But in order to do that, you have to make sure that fourth graders are proficient in math, super right. proficient in math, 140,000 right. now. Right. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, again, as we know, you got to make math cool <laughs> right. in order to do that. And, you know, I didn't mean to like 
jump right in this, but this is like fresh off of what no, I meant. No, this is crazy. And, uh, this is and, see, y'all motherfuckers thought we were about to talk about bow ties and shit. <laughs> right, like, wait, wait, hold on. We're talking about like, petroleum. But actually, though, so you said you majored in biology? Yeah, so at Morehouse, and I didn't go to Morehouse with this whole idea of I'm going to college to study something to have a career. It was 13th grade. Right. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know I, I know exactly. Like, yeah. It's an expectation yeah. in the house. You're going to college. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Right. And right. when I got to Morehouse, I actually majored in business. And I remember looking up at the chalkboard in the first class, I was like, oh, this what y'all want me to do for four years? Y'all are bugging. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the most boring stuff I had ever seen on a chalkboard. And so I switched to biology just because I like the sciences um, in high school, which really gets to the point. It's like when you have an instructor or a teacher that is really passionate and knows how to just break that information down so that it's tangible and chewable for you, you fall in love with whatever that right, discipline yeah, is, yeah, right. definitely. which gets back to why we need to pay teachers more, you know, uh, mm. and it's just a, a, a snowball effect there. So, you know, I majored in biology and when you at Morehouse, the liberal arts school that we went to, it's like, you start talking to folks and their majors are like, well, I'm pre-med. And so like 90% of people are pre-med. So I'm like, okay, I'll be pre-med. And then I saw blood. Right, right, right. Well, this ain't going to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. This ain't going to work out yeah. at all. And, uh, you know, the genetics, the genetics teacher, one of the genetics teachers, um, uh, the gentleman who uh, ran the genetics lab, he had a BMW 645. I had never seen one. <laughs> and I definitely hadn't seen one from somebody who was running a lab. Right. I was like, okay, let me go mess with you let in this genetics lab. lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and worked in the lab, and you know, we worked uh, with this particular bacterium that at the time was uh, a pesticide, and we were trying to mutate it and do some different things so that it wasn't so damaging to the crops and that sort of thing. Paper was published, but I mean, I really found out very quickly that spending, you know, twelve hours a day with a white lab jacket in like super freezing cold because right. labs are cold. Right. I quickly realized this is not me. It's not easy. I just just <laughs> yeah. just just for the record, they were like discovering new bacterium and shit at Morehouse <laughs> College. I don't know. I don't know if y'all are paying attention at home, but uh we're gonna we're gonna go Morehouse one, the rest of y'all zero. Um <laughs> did you meet Puff in college? No, so 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 let me say oh well technically yes. So let me say the very first time I met Puff. So, you know, at Morehouse, you graduate only in the spring, or you can only walk in the spring. So, because I switched to business biology, you know, obviously I finished in four and a half. So, I'm Mm -hmm. one of them ex. So, if it takes you a little longer, ladies and gentlemen, hey, it is what it is. You're going to be all right. It's all right. So, I finished in December. So, obviously, I needed a job, Mm -hmm. and um, I needed a job with benefits, right? Right. So, Rathlon had just become a public company. So, I started working at Polo Sport there in uh, Lenox Square. And so the interesting thing, you figure I'm in school 92, 96. So this is like the heart. This is like my freshman year. It's like first Wu-Tang album. Right. First first (laughs) Snoop album. Like I got the Chronic. I got first Outkast album. I got Mob Deep. uh, You know, like, you know, then it was what's the 411. Like, so it was the the, the height of that. And everybody came. Wait, this is 96? No, this is 92 through 96. That window, yeah. So 90. also the Olympics. This is exactly. So Olympic year. Exactly. So now it's even becoming an international city. Right. So 96, I mean, so everybody was coming through. And so the way I would manage my business is I would get to work early. I go to Champs Foot Locker and all of, and, and all of the sneaker stores. I find out what sneakers were hidden. Mm-hmm. Then I would go grab all of the double X's mm-hmm. and the, the mm-hmm. XLs because the D-Boys were going to come mm-hmm. hit the sneakers and then come to the polo sport. Right. So 
Polo was my trap. I was ah, trapping that polo. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was trapping I was trapping that polo and yeah. like I you know really got to know like all of the D-boys but also all of the entertainers uh, would come through there. Tell to explain explain Linux Mall. Oh, okay. Let I try I try to tell people like the glory of Linux Mall. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't matter if you took the train to Linux. Right. It didn't matter if you, you know, got a ride and, and drove to Linux. But Linux on a Saturday is about God. as close to Glory Day Freaknik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no exaggeration. That you can that you could possibly really, really conceive. And so it was like, let me tell you, me and my boy Patrick, let me tell you what we would do. We would go and we go to like the Gucci store and like get a belt. And then be like, okay, can I get a big bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so we walking through like, dang, they done bought something big at Google. Like, what they bought at Google? Like, and you just walking around all day. You hit the With like a glove. Ball back up. Like, <laughs> right. That's, right. So that, just, yeah. that's Linux all, Mall. Like, right. There's at right. least 12 simultaneous rogue music videos being shot right. at all right. times. Right. Linux right. Mall. Every, like, women are in heels. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what the, I mean? Oh my yeah. God. It's and like, like, at the food court. Oh yeah. The food court. It's yeah. like it's it, it, it's it's that. It's like holy grail of culture, shopping, fashion, mm -hmm. and stunting. Yeah. And stunt. Yeah, period, definitely period. the stunt. The stunt period, you definitely period. got a stunt because what you had on, like you came correct, like you waited and put your stuff together for Linux. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. So, and again, like I'm at the polo store, and I was yeah. like the that's youngest the guy. Yeah, that's the right. biggest. So I'm the youngest guy to ever to work in the clothing room because I went from Polo Sport to the Polo Store. But to the Puffy thing, one day, uh, Puff comes in and he's like, uh, he's like, yo, you got any sweatpants? And of course, because I know my product knowledge, I'm like, would you like <laughs> cotton? Or would you like nylon? Or what kind would you like? Right. He's like, you know, you know the, 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 the cotton joints, the, the big cotton joints. So I walk over and then we know we already had them. You know, the white ones, the black ones, the navy ones, you know, right. the gray ones. So I'm like, okay, what size are you? He's like, I mean, I'm. He's like, you know, XL. I'm looking at him like, bro. Right, right, right. Mm. Like, I'm, it's my first time seeing you in person. Like, stop. Yeah. Anyway, but so I'm like, he's like, you get XL. I said, okay. I said, so I said, I'm gonna get the XL. He said, so you know what? He said, won't you grab those? I'll be right back. I'm gonna go shopping. Then I'm gonna come back. Right. So I pull all the XLs, the whole thing, and I'm also getting my pitch in order for right. when he comes back. I'm right. Wait, wait. So, so explain that. Because so, I, I feel like okay. I feel like in Atlanta, that's really a thing. Like, no matter where you're working, you're always looking for an angle to like get to a better situation. Not in like 100%. a to get over on. Right, side. right. But there's like, just so much there. There's so like, much. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, no, it's it's true, and it's like, um, I I feel like, you know, when when you are, um. This is how I believe. I believe that, you know, people say, oh, man, that was a blessing. Or, you know, if somebody just found $10, $20, man, that was a blessing. And, like, I do believe that. But I also believe that the blessing is on me. And when the blessing is on you, that means things are supposed to come up and overtake you. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please, when the blessing the people, is on please. you, it's like having a target on your back. Right. right. And things are supposed to come up. And so you're supposed to expect that. Things to come up and overtake you. Uh -huh. Right. So and be ready for it, and you got to be ready yeah. for it. It's yeah. exactly right, and so that's what I mean. So when you like get your pitch in order, you know, right, so right. so this is me like puffs coming back. I got his stuff. So like obviously I'm not taking lunch, right? right? right like right, I'm not right, I'm right. not yeah. doing none of that. Yeah. So <laughs> and it was interesting. And let me tell you, my, what I wanted was 
because at the time, like MTV VJs were like the biggest thing mm-hmm. in life. They were movie stars. Mm-hmm. Right. Dallas, Bill Bellamy, and what Cold would be, Train Curtis? Yeah, eventually Cold Train mm-hmm. Curtis. Shout out. Yeah, what would be the biggest? The best job and most fun job to be a VJ talking to music stars, talking fashion. Like, there's no better job on yeah. earth, right? right? This is pre E, right. you know what right, I mean? Right, <laughs> you know, right. So, pre internet. Pre internet. So, like, that was exactly. So, yeah. that was it. So, that was my goal. So, I was like, um, that's what I'm, that was my, my shot. I wanted to get, if he can give me a contact at MTV, then I can be on my way. Mm-hmm. So when he comes back in, I'll never forget this. He comes in, he had all of these Versace bags. <laughs> I mean, literally. And he, he didn't buy just the belt. He no, actually bought no, some he, shit he, from Versace. Right, right. It was literally, I felt bad for him because he had so many bags and he had no help. Uh-huh. Interesting enough, <laughs> later on in the future, that would be my job right, right, to right, carry those bags. Right. So he didn't realize he needed it yet. You and, know, he was like, that hence, target was there. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, he's right. like, <laughs> but, but one thing, and, and, and Ham picked the, the merch. Anyway, the mer- so he walks in, and then I'm like, hey, um, uh, I really need a, I'm ringing him up, and then I'm like, hey, I'm really want one opportunity. I said, Bill Cosby's my mentor, who was, this was around the time he gave the $32 million to Spellman. Mm-hmm, His mm-hmm. daughter, the equivalent to Rudy on the Cosby show, was a very good friend, Evan Cosby. She was at Spellman. So Bill Cosby at this time was my mentor, mm-hmm. right? So I got a good, so I'm like, Bill Cosby's my mentor. I don't, he doesn't know anybody at MTV. He doesn't get MTV. I'm trying to get a relationship there. He's like, He's like, oh yeah, you need Jack Benson's number. Jack Benson's number. Jack Benson is the gentleman who produced Yo MTV Raps mm-hmm. and a whole corner. The whole, today, modern day, uh, the whole was the the hip hop. What is the thing that the that they do? The the it's like the hip hop when they bring the hip hop stars back and they do the thing on VH1. What do they oh, call yeah, it? The, uh, hip hop honors. Or yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he created hip hop honors. Yeah. You know, he's a cultural icon as a producer. He's like, you need Jack Benson's number. So he's like. Um, and I'm like, I give him a pen and paper. He's looking at me like, no, you write it down, right? So then I write down <laughs> Jack Benson. So then I'm waiting. I'm like, so now I got to get another pitch together because now I'm calling Jack Benson in right. New York. Right. So call Jack Benson up. Hey, man, uh, my name is Derek Wax. I'm Stuart Morehouse. Bill Cosby, my mentor. Uh, I ran into Sean Combs. No, so he said, just tell him, tell, he said, when you call him, just tell him Puff said to call you. So I said, Puff told me to call you. I'm looking to, to, to uh, I said an internship. He said, well, are you in New York? I said, no, but I'm, I'm getting there. Right. right. The quintessential answer. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Good yeah, choice yeah. of no, words, definitely. Listening. Yeah. How many times have you yeah, said it, yeah. right? Literally. Currently, no, but. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I'm but, on the way. Yeah, right, right. I'm on the way. So right. then he's like, okay, all right. And he's got a big, deep voice. He's like, when you get here, you know, hit me and let me know. Right. So, you know, anyway, so. Again, there weren't many people that looked like me that worked at the mansion at this time. Right. The Polo Mansion on 72nd right. Madison. So Which we is like Ralph's flagship. It's Ralph's flagship. Like nine stories. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, there it's, is a real butler there. Right. Like, you know, Amazing. With, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, one of, which by the way, when you go to the mansion, one of the things that people don't know, ask for some Oreo cookies and milk. Like people don't know that. They'll wow. Put it out on a silver wow. 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 You heard it here. Bitches. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You ask heard it. Major key. Hell yeah. The Polo Mansion ask for the Oreos and milk. And you'd be like. You know what, guys? We're going to end this podcast. Right, like this is pretty we much season we finale right here. God damn. It's over. Yo, what's what's your favorite snack now that we're on that subject? Uh, man, you know what? Favorite snack are right, they're these they're, they're like who are they made by? It's like a this like a they make them out of there's an almond one, there's a peanut one, and they get just started with the cashew joints. And uh-huh. they're like these 
like kind of like a they want to be a breakfast bar, but then it's got this little this like layer of <laughs> yeah. cashew sweetness underneath <laughs> it. Yes. And, like j- just so the way I just see this man's face. Like, the way, and, and it's let me real you, reverence. And, and listen, I mean, this is like this is decadent excellence right yes, here yes. in a breakfast bar. Hell I'm telling yeah. you, right now that and the organic version of the uh, what the kettle the kettle plain chips. You see, I'm a right, plain right. Lay's dude. Like, I'm yeah, not yeah, a, same, I'm same. Me too, definitely. Yeah, right. No sour all cream ranch, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ranch Negroes out there. That's not me. You know, I'm a plain Lay's, but mm-hmm. those. There's a real difference between the regular p- p- kettle chips and the uh, organic. Ones. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Tight. Yeah. I mean, there's there's obvious levels to all snacks to all levels. Right. It's important. You have right. like bullshit tequila and then you got right. tequila. Right. Right. Yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. there's levels. Exactly. There's very true. clear levels. Hell but yeah. let me just tell the puff story because the puff story really hadn't been told. Um, and so, all right, now I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about New York, again, this is pre, no, ain't no cell phones. This is two ways. Right. Okay. Sick. All right. So, all right. And for those who don't know what a two way is, a two way is basically, it's like a, Two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollar device that was which was a billion. Oh, it was more dollars. than that. Like, it was a billion. It dollars. was six hundred. <laughs> I was paid six hundred. I'm mad right now for the blue Motorola joint. All right, it was so beautiful. I had the gray. Jo- so the Timeport gray. Jo- you pay probably upwards of six hundred dollars, and this is like that at that time. This was like BBM, basically. You right. know what I mean to right. to the person, like not email, and you was you could beam your contact. It was perfect. Like we need that feature today. Yeah. Just to beam your contact and boom, we're good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So again, people in the industry had this. So if you right. want to communicate with people in the industry, you need to have that. Right. Now, I wasn't in the industry yet, but I needed to save the money to get that. So if right. I ran into somebody, they, then they knew that exactly. Was, yeah. Wow. Which That's sidebar amazing. real quick from a, a mentoring moment. I meet young people all the time. I do a lot of mentoring, macro and and and, and I, I call macro and minor my, uh, micro mentoring. A lot of times I tell people, and they're like, hey, can I get your email? Well, obviously, no, you can't get my email. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, are you on Twitter? Start that. Well, obviously, no, you can't. <laughs> no, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. do you, you, I'm like, do you have Twitter? And a lot of young people today actually don't have Twitter. They just have either Instagram, Instagram or, or Snapchat. Snapchat. Right. Right, right. And it's like, okay, well, Twitter is, and I'll say, well, I'm on Twitter. And they're like, oh, I don't have that. And then they're just kind of like losing it. And sometimes I'll snatch them back up. I'm saying, listen, man. And I tell them the two-way story. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you need to get the platform that mm-hmm. people are using to connect with. So right now, if I'm saying I'm going to follow you back on Twitter and you can DM me and we can de- eventually develop a relationship and right. that can eventually turn to email and phone number and all of right. the above. Right. But young people out there, like seriously, like when somebody says something specific to, specific to you, I don't care what it could be the dumbest, most ridiculous app ever. Right. If that's the platform in which they want to communicate, right. you need get to it. do get it and, and take and a move because it. it happens a lot. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. and so, it's free. And it's free. You had to come up with yeah, six hundred. Very good point. Like, <laughs> very good point. Right. So anyway, so I got, I had this device. You know, interesting enough, I'm starting to meet people in New York, right? And so. New York at this time, it's like you got a, you got your home phone and your voice your voicemail. Mm-hmm. So when you launched off to go to a destination, that's where you went. It was mm-hmm. not you. If you got back, you missed a message. Right. And there was another play. Like there wasn't you anything could have happened. Right. Anything could have happened. Right. So what's interesting is I started meeting people, and let me tell you. So next time I run into Puff, I walk into Puff. And again, Sean John, when it launched, it was denim, velours, mm-hmm. t-shirts, right? Very Tokyo, rare velours. Yeah. Yep. Paris, velour right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And 
I had now been working in fashion uh, from, well, let's see, 96, I moved to New York, 98. I had been working in fashion almost three years, right? And the men's manager who was at 650 in design working under John Vazone was already, cur- you know, like bringing me as a mentor, taking me down to design, and like I was headed down that track. So, I, you know, I was pretty confident in my knowledge and also saw where the industry was and it was mm-hmm. not doing what I was doing. Even Ralph wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There were no bow ties in the collection. There were mm-hmm. no armbands. They didn't have the galluses like I needed them to right. have. There was, you know, I was going to a true haberdashery. I was going over to Jay Koss over on Lex and getting the things that I really wanted to have. Right. So, you know, I'm seeing this and so I remember walking up to Puff and I said, uh, walking up to Puff and I said, uh, you want to do this. Mm-hmm. I said he's pointing at himself. I'm pointing myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm pointing myself. I said you want to yeah. do this. Yeah. I said, but you can't do this. And then I walked off Jesus before he said anything. Now why did I walk off? I can't do verbal karate with Puff Daddy. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, mental yeah. karate. But you definitely. can you, you yeah. can stick yeah. and move. But though. I can stick right. and move. Right. Yeah. So right. I stuck and moved. Right. Jesus. Next time I see him, I walked up to him. I said, uh, Mr. Combs, do you know how much more money than me you have? <laughs> I said. <laughs> But do you know how much better I look than you every single day? And then walked off. Right? Real, this you can real, tell this is early fact. days Puff. Because walking up to Puff saying shit like that, you might not, you might not come security. back home. It's still security. But again, remember, the culture at this time is white t-shirts, Michelin-esque. Right. 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 So right. I'm in a, you know... Three piece chocolate brown, you right, know, right, right, chalk stripe, the lavender shirt, right, 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 you know, English cutaway, right, Falard tie slapping you in the face. Right. I stand out. Right, only people in suits, especially people in our community, were the Wall Street guys. Right. Right. Wall Street has a culture. You know, you can't wear braces or galluses yeah, 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 yeah. until you, you like partner. You really, right, yeah. right, right. So people in gray and everything suits, fits blue terribly. Suits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. White shirt, blue shirt. So right. Again, so they're uh, assuming I'm somebody, right? Right. So that's how I was able to get up that close or whatever. So anyway, next time, so I remember he's in Atlanta. He's doing a party. Like the mother, Kim, Kim Porter, is, he's doing a party. always goes to Atlanta. So I'm like, I got to get in this party. So I get in the party. And this time, so I'm going to try to frame this where you are. So again, as big as New York is, you, you, you know familiar faces. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of looking around the party, kind of bobbing his head, vibe, and da, da, da. And then when he sees me, I throw my hands up like, yeah, what up? <laughs> And then I kind of look him up and down and put, I have my hand out gesturing up and down to his outfit and I just shake my head like, that's oh just pathetic. <laughs> From across the room, though. And so he's just dumbfounded. Like, so I he's can, like, who is this dude? He doesn't yeah, even get like, it, right? I had started meeting people, started moving around, but I started getting frustrated because I get here and I couldn't be at two places at one time. Right. And I remember... God said to me, he said, Derek, what were you doing to get the confidence to move from Atlanta to New York? And I was like, well, you know what, Father? I was actually spending a lot of time with you. He said, "Mm mm-hmm. He said, so what were you doing to get the confidence to walk up to the different luminaries that you would see in me? And I was like, well, actually, Father, I I would spend a lot of time with you. He said, "Mm mm-hmm. He said, how much time do you spend with me now? I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the time when I began to carve out time to spend with him. And in some carved out time with him in prayer one day, he said, take can't trying and butt out your vocabulary. Very clear. Mm-hmm. One more time, please. Okay. And everybody should. Yeah. Trying, can't, and butt completely out of your vocabulary. Here's the thing. Didn't understand all of them then. A couple of them I did. Can't, I get that because I know I can do all things. Mm-hmm. Right? But didn't quite get it, but eventually I got it. But is a doorway to an excuse. Yeah, I was going to go to uh, uh, Hudson News and go through the, the the foreign magazines and do my study. But, you know, I uh, this girl called her. 
Yeah. You know, I was gonna go do the study group, but you know, uh, yeah. right, so right. watch out for them butts. Yeah. Not just you know, like BBD said, but another one. Big yeah. butts and a smile. Right, right, watch right, out. Right, 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 right. Yes. Shout out to the Linux again. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> trying was an interesting one. I didn't get trying for very for a very long time. Trying is interesting because this is a deceptive one. And the thing about deception is deception is only deception if you don't know you've been deceived. I'm gonna say it again. Mm-hmm. You called it. Mm-hmm. It's only deception if you don't know. Because if you know, it wasn't deception. Right, exactly. Right. It's got to be, you right. see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So think about trying. Trying is such a natural part of our vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm, yeah, man, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get in the game. Yeah, man, man, I'm just, try, just trying to, you know, I'm just, uh, man, it's, it's, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to come up. It just it's so we say trying so much. And then God said to me, he said to me, I said, okay, God, I'm having a problem with this trying, because I just say it, it's just a part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, change trying to working towards. Same idea, much more forward propensity. Mm-hmm. Now after study, I understand I can take all of that out. Because in the beginning he said, let there be light. He didn't say I'm trying to make some light. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, when you go and study out the Hebrew, what he actually I was said, like, but you know, it was Sunday. <laughs> right, right. I was like, you know, right. What he actually says in the Hebrew when you study is he said, "Light be." Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's yeah. a that's a different authority on that, right? right? So it was interesting. So Puff walks in as soon as he see me, he a lines to my table. Like I'm I'm gonna go deal with this. Right. Mm-hmm. I stand up, you know. <laughs> And this day, I have—I must admit, I am dressed like the Black Duke of Windsor. You know, I had the watch mob. Yes. I had the boutonniere. I mean, it was disgusting. Like, nobody wanted to see me globally, right? Today. Yes. Globally. Yes. So, I, as I stand up slowly, I button up my jacket. Right. Right. And I look at him. And it's a stare-down match. <laughs> yeah. Me and Puff. I have to win, right? So, right, obviously, right, I won. Right. So, after I win. Now, what is Puff wearing? It didn't matter. I, I mean, I don't. No, what? <laughs> but I'm saying, did he feel like he could get you because no, he was no, in a no. suit? He wasn't, no, he did he feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm better? Mm-mm. Okay, all right. He was. I don't know. He probably had on like some Sean John jeans and like. <laughs> you know, I'm not chumping that off. I'm just saying right, he had on right. like he was puff. I mean, right. Puff Lotto, but like, come on. I said I was the Black Duke of Windsor today. We know right, what happened when the Duke of Windsor came to the United States. <laughs> it started a flurry. Globally, but anyway, <laughs> sidebar: the Duke of Windsor was very good friends with uh, Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Duke of Windsor's wife didn't get along with Duke Ellington that much because the Duke of Windsor loved to spend time with Duke Ellington. So, what does that mean? That means that Duke Ellington absolutely, positively influenced a lot of the Duke of Windsor's style. So, mm-hmm. I still now wow. give credit for the Duke, Duke of Windsor's Windsor. fresh to, to Duke. So, I give a lot of that to wow. Duke Let's Ellington. Go. A lot wow. of people don't know that. So, anyway. That's amazing. So he walks in, and so he's like, yo, I, uh, he's like, give him my two-way number. I want him to work on my fall wardrobe. Mm-hmm. That's what he says, like that. So I'm like, okay. Shakes it. He shakes my hand. He goes, sits at his table. You know, we finish our dinner. We leave. I get home. I'm like, oh, my God. It's over. This is right, I right. got to connect. Right, right, right. But real quickly, because I told the story before about taking those words out of my vocabulary for a reason. Uh, because here's what happened. When basically God said, I need you to do this. And what I really do believe, I believe that there's that voice that we all have. That's the last thing that God told us to do. It's Mm -hmm. the last thing that voice told you to do. And I'm just want to encourage people listening right now, whatever that thing is, I want you to do that thing. Because on the other side of that is above and beyond what you could ever think or ask. Mm. 
it's so connected to your vision, your destiny, and the things you want to see happen in your life, but it may not sound like it at the time. Because mm-hmm. I took these words out of my vocabulary, and then here's Puff coming to me instead right. of me running around trying to get right, him. Right. Interesting thing here. When you go and look up the story of Noah in the Word, he tells Noah, yo, check this out. It's finna rain, by the way. It hadn't rained ever on earth at this point, right? He's like, no, it's finna rain. I'm finna knock everybody out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to build this ark. These specific Yo, dimensions. We need you to just redo the Bible. <laughs> like the Bible <laughs> according <laughs> to Fonsworth Bentley. Yes. Old and New Testament. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like and cool outrageous language. And yeah. cool yeah. outrageous language. And we, we gonna get right. to that, yes. But please continue. So so look, so what happens is he's like, Yo, check this out. I need you to build this ark. These are the dimensions, da 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 da. And then I need you to get Every animal that is on the earth, I need you to get them onto this ark. I need you to bring them up in twos. I want you to get seven clean ones, unclean ones, this whole thing, right? Now, here's the thing. Noah could have been like, yo, the guy, you are really tripping. Like, have you right. seen how many yeah. animals? Like, yeah. you, yeah. I, like, like I got like, bit like, by a mosquito right, right, yesterday. Right, right, like, right. what are you talking about, right? right? What happens? He said, first build the ark, right? And the interesting thing about Noah's ministry is he told him to convince anybody else that he could to get on the ark. He, get, he didn't convince anybody else but his, but his family. That's it. Nobody else. What's interesting, after he built the ark, when you read the story, it says that the animals came to him. Mm. That's exactly what happened in my story. Mm. He told me to take these three words out of my vocabulary and I started doing that exact thing. Right. Next thing you know, Puff came and walked straight up to me. Wow. Just like that. How did how did you meet Kanye? Speaking of uh, unicorns, All right, so Yeezy, because Yeezy, cause Yeezy, because it, it's weird your proximity to the three to me. I mean, you know, Puff, Andre Three Thousand, who I will argue is the greatest rapper of all time. That's a good argument. And my favorite artist of all time, Kanye West. And like you, you were in music videos on interludes, like. It just yeah, and and it's interesting, you know. I I've never really uh, put it like this. I remember when um, what's the what's the movie with uh, Terrence Howard with the uh, Hustle and Flow. When Hustle and Flow was out, he was nominated for the Academy Award, and I've known Terrence from in New York when he was broke and he was trying to learn how to. And we were all broke, and we would go save our money and get an appetizer. Do you think Terrence Howard's a good actor? I think he's a phenomenal actor. I don't think you know. I, I think something like I think Empire is not really giving him all um, of the meaty stuff to chew on to really to like. Really, act. he's up there like I'm finna do this. Right. I'm gonna give it, but he can he can phone that in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not saying he's doing that, but right. he can. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he is he is he is a thespian. He is a thespian high level. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we would get appetizers and go to the restaurant, put our money together by one appetizer. <laughs> so that we can meet people and see people doing the things we wanted to do. That was right. in New York. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So anyway, my point is, I remember when he was not for the Academy Award, he came up to me, he said, man, I just came from a meeting at, um, at Getty Images. And I, and I asked him, I was like, they were like, I was like, who has the most popular image in all, in all of Getty Images? And they told him Fonsworth Bentley. I had no idea I was that hot at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was YouTube. I'd be a billionaire right now. But you I mean, know, it's ri- that's such I had a no crazy idea. point. Yeah, because it's really like I had no it idea. was like it wasn't weird, monetizable so yeah, easily back then. It was then. like now it's kind of like you talk about like mainstream media and then yeah. the kind of like secondary outside media or whatever like yeah. social media, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You came up in this way of like, or people, us normal people, got to know who you were. Through these kind of like Getty images type shit, like right. a photo got published somewhere, but it's not. Photos, you know what I mean? And videos, then like, and it was this know. weird kind of new kind of fame in a way when that happened for you at that time, you know? Yeah, but I say that to say, you know, um, 
I, I say that to say, like, I've never really been, I say to say, I've been the prettiest girl in the room. So I haven't, like, now, like, doing press for things and mm. really amplifying kind of the things that I've done or, th- you know, I, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not interested in right, it. Right, right, You know right, what I mean? Right. Um, Been there, done that. Right. You know, so, you know, and, and, and I think that, you know, it could be advantageous to me as an entrepreneur and, and to my business, but, you know. What right, about your soul? Yeah, but, it, but right. for, yeah, exactly. But for me, it's like, you know, I love spending time with my family and, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, I still do have, you know, I had on, a big old, you know, ultralight white tee and cargos yesterday, and some people didn't even recognize me, and it was wonderful. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. That's less selfies, yeah, yeah. you know, but... Definitely. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You had on a big old... Wait, let's go back to the <laughs> outfit, because let's hold it now. Because if I had to recognize you, we would have had words, my G. You had on a big white tee and some cargos? No, no, no. no. Ultralight beam merch tee. Like, oh, you know, okay, it, okay. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, like, right. yo, we I thought you went 90s. back to the 4 for 20 special at Foot Locker, oh. like the big... <laughs> oh the triple X. Wait, so I took you off track. How'd you meet Ye? So, yeah, you did. So... How'd I meet Ye? So interesting enough, when we were doing Making the Band, that's when he did this mixtape which showed like all of the records he produced and he mm-hmm. kind of talked through those. He did a mixtape with that, with all the like J records and stuff. Mm-hmm. So E Ness was like, yo, check this mixtape. I was like, oh yeah, I do E-Ness, like this. Record. Holy fuck. I'm like, this, I'm like, yo, this dude is talented. I remember these records. Like, I'm like, yeah, have him come by. And at the time, like, everything had to be approved by MTV and all sorts of stuff. Like, no, just have him come by because I'm running the house mm-hmm. to help them get the record done, the whole thing. So the day they came, he came to the house, they pissed me off and they were on punishment. Like, right. y'all. Yeah, you used to go, go ham. Yeah, I, oh, I used to go absolutely ham. Mm-hmm. Like, they were calling Puff, like, yo, like, he, and that's what you bought. But they didn't know. Yeah. It's like, this is how we run the house. Like, right. they, they, they. Whose they, idea was it for them to walk for cheesecake? That was Puff. Puff wanted me to code. I'm like, I'm not gonna be there for that episode. Right. That's <laughs> your said, moment. That's too this. much. That's your you that's your this. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, not I'm not doing cheesecake. It. And it's a legendary thing, but I'm like, nah. Because nah, I would have right been call. outside, I would have been in the car with a bullhorn or something made, like Right, right. No, we didn't that wasn't necessary. Right. We didn't need that. I don't need that. So anyway. Um So Ye comes by. So Ye comes by and I'm like, and I like close the door in his face. And he's like, and I like close the door in his face. So we didn't technically meet there. The next time, uh, my girl Kirsten, who has an installation, she's Spellman grad, has an installation down here at Basel. She hits me and she's like, um, she was like, yo, Ye is about to do the intro for his tour. He was opening for Usher. This college dropout Yeah, tour. I went to that tour. All right, so he's like, he's about to do the intro for the tour. And they're trying to get somebody to play the dean of the college. And they're doing the thing. And it was like a whole intro thing. And she, so he wants you to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. And, my, and mind you, what happened is I had done an interlude for the Making the Band album. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was talking. And then towards the end, I started rapping. But right, you realize, oh, is he rapping? Then I stopped. And I like threw shots at Lior and some other stuff. It was mm-hmm. slick, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember going to the studio. I remember going to the 44 and Jay's like, hey, yo, I like your flow in the band album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, I said, can I quote you on that? He said, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So then later on, the next day I fly to LA and I get a call from Kanye. He's like, yo, like, like I really like your flow in the band album. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Jay told me the exact same thing yesterday. He's like, yeah, but like, like I really, I, I, I really, I want to do an album with you. I want to mm-hmm. do your whole album. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. man, I'm not doing the album. Like, I just want to let people know I'm not an assistant anymore. You see me in the street. You got mm-hmm. some product. I got the connect. Let's get, let's get to this paper and let's live. He said, well, I think you should consider it. <laughs> Very yay, right? Very right. yay, right? 
So I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I'll think about it. So I get off the phone with him and I call 3000 and I'm like, yo, man, I just got an amazing compliment from him. Producer, I really respect. I was like, you know, he's wants me to do music and I hadn't even considered that. You know, I'm a violinist by trade and was a concert master in the orchestra back in high school. Stunt. Yep, thing. yep. Rich right friend. Right. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no. If your rich friend doesn't play the violin, <laughs> he's not your as rich like, friend. As like a third tier activity. Yeah, exactly. As like a exactly. Side, side hobby, right. Yeah. No, so anyway, so I'm just like, so I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm like, you know, so I said, Drake, like, I don't really know how to begin to approach this. He said, man, just go in the studio and have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Dre, right? Mm-hmm. Best advice. So glad I called him and not like some uh, A&R with an electric guitar like right. they said on the Wu-Tang mm-hmm. album. It's right. like, no, you should do it like this. It's right. like, right, right. And I did. I went in and like, uh, I remember I went and called Bink and Bink did like the intro to the Blueprint album. He did mm-hmm. Lights, Camera, Action. Yeah, of course. One of the first producers I called. And then I also, uh, and my brother was like messing around with stuff because... While I'm working for Puff, I'm like, this is the machine they use. You're a genius. Figure it out. I can slide your beats in there. We can make some money. Right. So I kind of like did two ideas. And so when I went to do the intro, I was like, yo, by the way, since we talked, like I kind of did these two ideas. I want you to check them out. One song, which never will come out, I don't think, but it was called Man Serving a Mastermind. Right. And uh, you did this with who? It was just me. It's me. So it's ill. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was was angry. It was angry. I didn't really. It it was you know how sometimes you pin something out from just to address something, right, but then you may right. not actually you, pull it back. Yeah. you may not and it right. was more of a, a therapy thing for me on yeah, that tip. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But I remember playing for Jay and Jay was just like, no, Jay Jay walked I remember Jay's like he was like, Yo, uh Tata's co signing for you early. <laughs> it's co signing early. Yeah. And I remember he was coming to things, so I remember like Waited by the door, and he, I was like, "Yo, I got that." He's like, "Yo, let's go in the let's go in the car." And I like played it for him. So imagine playing a first thing I've ever done for Jay, and he's like, right. "Yo, I respect your pen. It's like pretty cool." Anyway, yeah. Man. So I play it for Jay, for Kanye. Kanye's like, "Yo, we going to Def Jam right after this." So like we go down to see La Reed. Now, obviously, I have a relationship with La Reed from right. the Atlanta days and da da da. So La Reed knows Derek Watkins. La Reed knows Polo Derek. Right. right La Reed has right. now discovered this Farnsworth Bentley idea. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But so I'm walking to L.A. Reed's office, and he's kind of looking at me, like, trying to figure this out. So he brings, like, Karen Kwok in, like, Mark, let's bring Mark in here. Like, I right. need some help with this. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I played this other song I had done with uh, Dre and Vidal, and they did, like, Caught Up. They were super hot at the time. It's called The Penguin, which, will, which I will put out at some point. Uh, and he, I remember him singing the melody. And so he was like, okay, uh, let, me, let me talk over with Karen, da 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 So... A little bit later, Ye calls me back. And he's like, yo, so I'm doing this thing at Sony, and I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm not doing Def Jam. And I was kind of like, why did you take me to Def Jam? He's like, because I always believe that Def Jam has always represented, like, the biggest voices in a certain time right. throughout the history of hip-hop. So that's why I taught you there, brought you there, even though I was doing the Sony deal. He's like, I just wanted to amplify what you were doing to the highest right, level. That's right, dope. right. I thought that was dope. So we do the thing. And so, like, interesting enough, of the first signees to good music, like, I'm still I'm still signing the good music. Like yeah. you didn't have to Hell give your it's chain not even, back. Like, still, I remember an email. So imagine me getting. I got a call from Tony Williams, and Tony Williams was like, "Yo, this is messed up." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Man, this freaking email." And da, 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 da. I'm like, "But I, I didn't get an email." What you talking about? He's like, "Oh, you need to call Don C." And I'm like, "What's going?" on? He's like, "We got an email saying you are not on good music. Don't use the logo." Da 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 da. Mm. So I called Don. I'm like, "Yo, uh, so Tim, I didn't get the email." He's like, "Oh no, you know, yeah, he still fuck with you on the music shit." So damn, your Don is your best impression. <laughs> Holy fuck! 
Yo, that is the best Don is that impression. Don, right? That's Don. So, and I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool. So it's like weird. And I called. I'm like, I didn't get the email, bro. So I'm, you know, I'm still right. Good music, whatever. Right. So, I mean, that t- like, you know, the you did eventually put a tape out. Colors, yeah, yeah. I put. Which, I, I to, did. Which to me, like, there's. I feel like there's records in hip hop that are like the classic hip hop records or whatever, like that '92 to '96 one mm. you're talking about. And then there's this sort of like. I don't know, like Great Adventures of Slick Rick, yeah. uh, in my mind, mm. um, you know, they're albums that were like kind of like thought leaders in a way, or like mm. pushed thought or pushed mm. kind of like style or energy in a way mm. that are like it's like sort of different than just music being like a classic album. Right. And that tape, hands down, was just like so left at the time that I feel yeah, like wow. people still today. Like trying to catch up. Pay. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, it's weird. Like, even, and it felt so calm. It felt like you did it as such a, like, casual. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and, and it's true. And, and it's funny, like, um, I think back to that. And, you know, because what happens is, uh, what's her name? Lisa Ellis, who's running Sony Urban. like, Sony Urban's about to get dissolved. She meets with Kanye. All your artists that have good attorneys will be able to get their master's back. Obviously, I had a good attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I got exactly. my master's yeah. and so everybody jumped right originally into a deal I saw the industry changing and like streaming I'm hearing the streaming yeah. conversations happening so I see the industry's training I'm like I don't want to jump into a deal I just want to let me put out an idea and do that and so that's where everybody so I spent 85000 on the everybody video my younger brother who had just finished USC film school directed that yeah. it was special to me because you know first of all it's the first time Andre and 3000 ever got an pr- opportunity to work together so Kanye and, and Kanye Andre. yeah I'm sorry who did I say you, you just said Andre and 3000 okay Kanye oh, yeah. and Andre worked yeah. together mm-hmm. and I said how do we make this work because we're all people know us for fact and I was like, I gotta distill this and pull this back. We'll all be in uniform, so it won't be about oh, what does Jay have on? Right, right. Oh, because at right, the time, remember, right. remember, you remember, yeah, because you remember the the number one video with Pharrell and Kanye. Yes, that was like, all. It was all about who it, was fresher, and it right, was like, exactly, and, and, it, yeah. and it and it was kind of corny. A little also, bit, a it was disappointing like, song and a disappointing music video. Yeah, it it was unfortunately. I would disagree on the song, but. No. Video, I'll give you that, but no, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. That song to the, me, I don't the know. The pulsating rose, though. Go back. There's like a rose that's like pulsating. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But y'all were in the very rare bespoke tuxedos. <laughs> yeah, doing so that's what I did. Yes, I was doing like, the I'm, I said, who's I'm, the fourth yes. person? So those two gentlemen are people I danced with since high school. So they straight ah, ATL. Yeah. Like, yeah. they straight. That's Hilton and that's Chico. So they straight. I've been dancing with them forever, right? Yeah. So we thought, I was like, and my brother, we just, I would, when I tell you, I dialed in, like, I was going to have on the Eddie Ruffin glasses. <laughs> I was walking around with yes. Eddie Ruffin glasses for, like, four months. My yes. brother was like, how are we going to get him to take these glasses off? Like, right. how are we going to get And, like, when we shot that video, that's in the middle of Kanye versus 50. In wow. the middle of that. Yep. He's yep. editing yep. stronger video yep. on, on set. On set. Yeah. So you guys know that that's, like, in the chamber. It's over. Like, you know what's going Yeah, and so, Jeez. like, I'm shooting it. And uh, when I tell you every person wanted to come and it was real interesting because people knew that Dre and Kanye was in town Puff was shooting a music video calling them like hey can y'all come do a cameo and they were like yeah I'm doing Bentley's shit today Right. And it was one of those moments where well, I just you felt had to like, text Puff like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. no, no, just continue to that's haunt it all. Like, if I yeah. text, then he <laughs> may run over there and this turns into something else. Right, so, right, 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 right. That was enough. This said it all. <laughs> that was enough. But it was one of those moments. But like, you gotta understand. So I only had a day to teach Kanye the choreography. So I'm praying because like, Kanye don't dance like that. Right. right? And then Dre, I had like a day and a half. And the first time we ever did all the choreography together was on set. 
Mm-hmm. So mind you, check it out. Ye gets to the video and he's like, I don't like the stage, right? And so we had a, there's an old Rick James and Temptations music video and they have the Temptations, I think, on this stage and Rick James is performing. And that was some of the inspiration. And then the Temps always have kind of some interesting symmetry. So we kind of took those vibes to construct that. All My Brother's Vision, Dion Watkins, phenomenal director, by the way. And we, we put this thing together, man, and I was like, us in unison, all doing choreography and really gritting the moments. And I just went in on the, on the choreography and, and all of the above. And so what happens is, Ye gets there and says, I don't like the stage. And we're like, okay, <laughs> well. And then he's like, no, I believe God brought me here to make sure there's no stage. So I'm like, I take him up. I have him look through the lens. I'm doing everything. He's just emphatic about it. Yeah. And then let me tell you what happens. So then Andre says, well, Kanye... I did this little song called Hey Ya. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because this is going to win the debate. Because yeah. yes, you Kanye West, but you ain't got no Hey Ya. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Diamond right. album. Right. right. So I'm like, he's like, and I told Brian Barber, the director, I don't want nothing, period. I don't want nothing 50s or 60s, mm. no matter what. And I showed up to the set, and I remember being on the set, and it's all 50s, 60s. And I was furious. He said, but because of that, I have fans in their 60s today. And he said, so, Kanye, the stage is here. Let's go on and use it. Oh Kanye's like, I'm just going to sit on my stage and do my choreography. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. argued with me on the ruffle shirts. He's like, I will go buy other shirts. I'm like, no, this is, this is what this we're is doing. Yeah. This is it. But you, you know, know what, though? You, you need an Andre 3000 type. You need a Fonzo Bentley type to yeah, get Kanye man. to concede on a creative idea. Oh, let me tell you. If you don't have those people around, Kanye ain't conceding to Bro, shit. Bro, you got to understand. They were working on Switch for three years before I stepped in. You got to understand. Right. And I was kind of like Kanye. Wait, what, what, what was Switch? Switch turned that into the Yeezus. became. No, Switch, Switch turned was, into the life of Pablo. The life and of Pablo. I'll tell you that yeah, story real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he was working on that album for three years, and we were all waiting for music. And they were all over the world recording. And I would find out they were different places. And I would, in some ways, I would feel kind of way like I kind of do want to go over to Istanbul for about two weeks and mm-hmm. catch a vibe. And mm-hmm. But he's the master orchestrator. He knows. And so now I remember I get an email, and he's like, he's like, yo, I finally got something. I think we got something. That means I need you to dial in. Mm-hmm. And from that day forward... It was it was there. So let me tell you the quick match. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna ask. Okay, so let's speak real tangible because I think there's some people that don't know what you do. Mm. So when they say they need Kanye says, "Yo, I need you to dial in." What exactly are you? So, doing? so that means uh, from a creative standpoint, um, put it like this: when we talk about art and 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 any art. The thing that I always ask any artist that I really respect is, tell me about your editing process. Right. Editing is probably the most unsung s- section of art, but it is the most powerful. I mean, think about all of the stuff that's shot, but somebody edits that into a story that we then go and look on this big screen and right. see it as a film. Right, right. Uh, I look at the, the Academy Awards, I look at who's editing. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going through their IMDb's. Mm-hmm. Right. You feel me? Yeah. So, and I said to say, and they don't get on stage. No, they don't. The you right, understand? Right, right. But they're the heroes right. to me. I mean, I'm, I'm the directors, all Absolutely. of this, the costume director, all of that. But essentially, when he says dial in, that means like I'm going to sit at thirty thousand feet, and I'm going to look at this product, and I'm going to put it in a centrifuge. Talking biology language again, I'm going to put it in a centrifuge, and it's going to spin around, and it's going to distill into a pellet. Right. That is the perfect pellet 
to come through him. Now, when I send it through him, it's going to come out as a prism mm. and connect through the way he wants it to come out. But I'm going to send this pellet through you. Right. And that's what Wait, I've done. Wait, take your microphone and just drop it. Because of the Morehouse <laughs> education. <laughs> just drop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we buy another mic. And so, so, you know, and that's with all of them from, you know, working on, the, the, the you know, the Outcast album, which, by the way, that is the only hip-hop album that has won an uh, album of the mm-hmm. year, which is... My, my, we talked about it yesterday, my favorite album of all time. Right. So, and then, you know, with Puff or any of, the, any of these guys, like, that's what I'm essentially called to, to do. And right. so, you know, I get there, I'm listening to the ideas, I'm listening to the vibes, and, you know, it, the, Swish was an extremely lascivious project. Like, it was the fact lasc- that you still call it Swish is kind of fascinating, because that was the working title for how long? Three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking. About, there was merch ideas. There wow. was there was everything. Like it was, he was out like there. saying it on songs that oh, came it, out. Oh, like it, it was, was like, out yeah. there. It was our language. We still say yeah. that. Like I'll send an email and he'd be like, "Swish." Like it's still <laughs> like part of the our, 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 our language. Yeah. And you know, but it it was it wasn't the best way to communicate what it was that he wanted to communicate. But you can't try to go in and then explain that. You just got to jump in the vibe. Right. And then you have to let the things happen. So one day, we'll give you a quick ver- version. He's like, yo, who is the second most hated nigga in America? Chris Brown. I need to do a record with Chris Brown. Jesus oh Christ, God. Kanye. Oh, my Jesus God. This is how this happens, Christ, right? Kanye. And so it's like, so I'm like, so it's like, oh, okay. I so I'm like, chills, ladies right. and gentlemen. Right. So, oh the dis- so mind you, I'm, when I tell you I'm vibing, like all of my stuff is connecting. I'm bringing in ideas and all stuff. So this particular, and I'm in like studio, just rat dressing, not, yeah. sh- not ba- barely showering kind of stuff. Mind you, my wife. Which is pregnant. most people's fresh, by the way. So he was this, like, I was only in like Balenciaga sweat. <laughs> no. It's like, so, all right. So, All right, we get it. So the next day, I come in fresh for real. Like I got the freaking scarf tied around my neck. Right, right. I got. I'm like. I'm like. Mm. I look like Farnsworth Bentley. Right, right, right. So as I walk in the studio, the beat to Waves is on, and Yay sitting on one side of the studio, and and, and uh, Chris is sitting on the other side. So I walk in with my little bop and the right. beat's on, right? <laughs> and then Yay's like. Walk up in this bitch like. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was walk up in this bitch like for like. About a week. That yeah. was all it was. And then he immediately starts singing, Waves don't die. Right, Let yeah. me crash it for a moment. Yeah. I don't need to own you. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was singing. But it was, he's talking about a girl. Let me crash here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so he's sitting there and he's like, and I said, you know, uh, yay, my brother has this image he talks about. He said, when Waves crash and they hit that white surf that you see, mm-hmm. my brother believes that angels are going to come out there perpetually at the end of the earth as we know it. And they're just going to perpetually come out of there. And he's like, I, I need that image. I need that because he's a, he's a visual person. Right. So I then begin, I get with like my man, Elon, and we start dialing in and pulling together some iconography in this space. So this is the first time a spiritual idea has dropped in this swish right. Right. organism. Right. 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 So I literally pull, start pulling some stuff together, and uh, then that's why when you listen to the song, the first verse is like, you know, you know, walk up in this bitch like I'm the one the bitch like. But the second verse is like uh, a, a, a bird, bird came flying in a cage, right. and this bigger right. yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. So then I help produce and write the the the, the on some the hook, and we produce Chris's vocals. And Chris don't let nobody produce the vocals. He's like, y'all my OGs, you and Tony. So I'm gonna let you and Tony Williams do that. So yeah. we get that. So then Kanye tweets, it's called Waves, right? So y'all remember when he's like, the right. album's called Waves, right? Right. <laughs> 
So, right? <laughs> so, because he t- when he gets something, he take it and he runs. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then the next thing you know, um, I'm sitting here and I walk in the studio, and when I tell you the chords felt anointed, Mike Dean was there playing these chords, and um, and uh, Swiss is in there. And this whole story is chronicle. It's called uh, the, the story of ultralight beam, according to Fonzworth Bentley. The Fader did this story. Mm-hmm. It's out there. And when I hear him, I'm like, I need tambourines. I, just, I need tambourines. So I like run around, leave the studio, come in, tambourines. What kind? He's like, Oh, you got percussion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just going? <laughs> so then he goes through. I bring seven in there. All right. So he changed. So I see the one he spends the most time with. So then I start shaking it when I feel it. He's like, Yeah, record that. Record that. So anyway, record that. And so the longer story is, we bring some folks through, folks catching freestyles, you know, Chance, everybody catching freestyle, yay. And his freestyle of this, his song is really, by, that's like his freestyle from that first freestyle. He says ultralight beam in the freestyle. So we, at this point, we got a bed in the back that he crashed at, and like he lay down for an hour and a half, go to work out, and then come back. Mm-hmm. I'm walking out, about to walk him out. I'm like, all right, man. He's like, yo, can you just kind of edit and organize those, those freestyles real quick? And I'm like, oh. Okay, I got you. And that's why he's brilliant, because he knows we got to keep that, that wave is there. You got to keep it going. Right, and so right. as I'm doing that, I hear clear as day, Kelly Price, choir, Kurt Franklin. Wow. So I go sprint in the studio to yes. see Swiss. I'm like, yo, Swiss. And then Ye's in there. I'm like, I thought I just left him at, at the bed. And he's, I say, yo, I just heard Kelly Price, uh, Kurt Franklin, the choir. He's like, oh, you got all the colors. Cool Outrageous mm. Lovers of Uniquely Raw Style. So one then more he's like, Cool Outrageous Lovers of Uniquely Raw Style. So he's like, so I was like, yo, send it to him, which I had already done, which is breaking protocol, but I always break protocol. <laughs> and so he's like, well, just send my verse. So then I send this verse. So I explained to Kelly what the ultralight beam is, because right at this point, it's like 12 o'clock, so it's like 3, 4 o'clock in the, on the East Coast. We're in L.A. I wake up. I got an email from Kelly. I'm sitting in the kitchen. I press play on the MP3, and what is on the song I play, me and my wife both go, both go into tears, like instantly listening to that. I'm like, I got to get to the studio now. I, yeah. I, I got to go. I get over there, and when I say or, or, or share idea or yay, I never say like, I'm like, yo, check this out, or check out this idea. Da, da. I'm like, this is it. Right. This is it. And I play it for him. He's got his eyes closed. After, after she finishes, he just opens his eyes like, Let's go. Fly them out. Do your thing. Get Kirk. Get right. Quiet. Right. Get, go. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, there are all these like conversations going on, like that I don't even know mm-hmm. where people are hating because I'm now just kind of hijacked the whole thing. Right. You injected right. spirituality right. into right. what essentially is a gospel album. But but and yeah. But also, what is essentially was a lascivious right was not pro- not idea. Start that. Yeah, right. but you can still do that because Mary Magdalene yep. was from a place where <laughs> prostitutes were from. Yes. Hello, somebody. Yes. So yes. you know. Yes. And that, and just so you know, that's how Kanye actually articulates what that project is. It's like going from Mary Magdalene to Mary, the mm-hmm. mother right. of Jesus, mm-hmm. his wife, who is his muse, mm-hmm. sex tape to the mother of his child. Right. right. So right. that's can, ins- I, can I ask you a question Wolf. as his friend? Yes. Yeah. There's all of these crazy rumors with any celebrity, but yay, maybe the most polarizing figure in, in current society. Mm-hmm. And like I say, he's my favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm 28, so like I love Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson, <laughs> right. I didn't, you, you know what I'm Michael, saying? Like period. I was going through period. a breakup when 808s came out. Right. I owe Kanye <laughs> everything. Period. The rumors of like, I mean, hey, how is Ye doing? Right now, mm-hmm. and and do you think the family structure, the situation, the reality show, 
Like, is there any realness to that not being something that's good for him? Like, for his personality type? You know, I, I never really thought about that, to be, to, to, uh, to be honest. Um, I've known Kim, like, when I bought my place, it was a new building. She was on the second floor. Oh, wow. And I was, you know, that's how I met her. You know, I had bought a penthouse. I'm not bragging. I lost a lot of money on that. Anyway, <laughs> not bragging at all. It's a thorn in my side. Anyway, so... Um, you know, I knew Chloe years ago. Chloe would like help my friend Tony De Niro in the studio and mm-hmm. was a friend. I didn't even know that they were sisters. And, you know, Kanye, I knew, you know, had a love for her. And like that was that was it for him. And I remember talking to Jay like, yo, our man need to get married because he's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. he needs, you know, you, there's something about the stability that you put it like this your wife is your rib right and if you look at your rib it covers your most vital organs this mm-hmm. is good for this conversation mm-hmm. what i realized when i got married is i realized how exposed i was mm. before i had a rib i didn't know how exposed i was until i got a rib right right so you need that you don't know you need that but you need that so what i will say is you know um she's a rib she's she's, she's, she's his rib man and um you know, I talked to her what this morning, I think, or no, yes, yes, yesterday, and uh, you know, she's there by his side. You know, obviously, he's home now. Mm-hmm. Praise God, and just continue to keep him in prayer. The reality is, and we anybody sitting on the outside knows they're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. He never mourned his mother, right. and that's at the root right. of this. Right, and you don't have to be a clinical psychologist to to figure that out. And that is that is at the core of this. Uh, I, I feel that in my heart, and yeah. you know. I think a lot of these things are coming up and coming out now, and you got to look at it from his perspective. You know, you put out the most amazing album. You're breaking records on merch. Mm-hmm. You have put up. We we figured out the flow and stage. Mm-hmm. We're killing it. Mm-hmm. That stage is insane. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm yeah, proud of yeah, being changing, producer on, on the tour. I'm actually very proud Stop of that. Button. So anyway, so so what happens is you you take that and then. Your fashion show is just demolishedly fails. Right. Like yeah. the, the, I was there. Wow. wow, I was there. How long did you wait? Were you how hot was it? How but here's, hot, the, but here's how hot the, was it? <laughs> it was it was hot, and was we, it humid hot or was it just hot? It was every hot there could be. Oh my! It God. was like Kojic Baptist Church, deep <laughs> south hot, and you got on like wool flannel. Like it was it was hot. To defend the show though, what? Like waiting for something never bothered me. In the- like in- as a theory. Like okay. he-, he made everybody go to the middle of nowhere in New York and everyone did it. And that is why he got to do it. If if you were whatever designer and you tried to get, you know, everybody from GQ or wherever to go, we wouldn't have done that during fashion. Period. Kanye can and he did. I I, I don't I-, I think it was kind of uh I don't know what the fuck people were expecting like yeah it was hot but it was hot outside right you did a show outside. yeah but there was some mist like, like no water there there was a couple like very easy oh yeah ones yeah he could just you know, you know a little juice box something you know he's in straight creative so that's not his job right that's right. not his job that's, to think yeah, about that yeah. and i don't know you know who really needs to eat the, the blunt of that but my point is we all know more than anything he wants to be successful in fashion right yes. so when the editors and all of the folks are beating him up and like i mean kyle Hagler called me and read me the um, uh, New York Times? No, it, it was. I think it was the. Uh, the was it maybe the, the WWD article? Maybe it was one I of them think, that was yeah, really. Young, yeah, it was. It was about. scathing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he read it to me over the phone. Like mm-hmm. so. Anyway, that happens. 
Then you on stage, your wife gets robbed. And it's not like that didn't happen. That happened, guys. Yeah. Like yeah, all well, of the rumor mill of yeah, like there yeah. was a stage. Like bizarre. no, yeah. like leave that alone. Right. It's not okay. Like that's not something to question. That really happened, you know. And you know, again, I've always been a component when you're at that level to do it the way Puff does it. Puff will have some Secret Service Negroes there, but he will also have some goons there because goons gonna think like a freaking goon. Right. Yeah. Right. Period. And at that level, you you kind of need some of that. Thought life yeah. around you. Yeah. You know, you can have coverage, mm -hmm. but, you know, anyway, that's just my two cents on that. Well, this is a good, well, that's like a, a good point to make because I think a lot of what we talk about and what people say is that, oh, like, you know, Kanye, he's like the dude, but it's like, oh, people in his circle, like, he doesn't have the right people around him. When you really, uh, like, study this culture and are invested in it, you know that, that like, guys like you, Man, guys like Plain Pat, Listen, Don like C, Mikey, Izzy, like Gabe, y'all you know I mean? like, are one of the dopest it's, group of it's people. Exactly. Like, there isn't really a team in hip-hop, in entertainment period, that does what you guys do at the scale Elo. that you guys do it mm -hmm. from a character level. Even listening to how you break down how you guys work on ideas and, mm -hmm. like, get people to agree on stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like... Being in that, and you know the story that you gave about uh, starting off, you know, or setting off Ultra Light Beam, and then mm -hmm. having people that are around sort of feel like, oh man, well now Fawn's like he's mm -hmm. in a position in this session now that he wasn't last week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. navigating that kind of stuff has to be crazy. But for it you is. guys, it's like this is what you do. You right. know what I mean? It's not like a sense of like, oh, I can't tell somebody what I think. Yeah, you and this, get, you know, and one one mis misconception I think about the whole Kanye West idea is Kanye West is not like I'm Kanye West and this is what I'm saying. Kanye right. West really sees himself more so, uh, and I don't, I think the I can't the, the worst word I mean the worst comparison, but it's the only one I can think of right now is Kanye West is the politician representing a constituency of ideas and thought. It's never like, this is what I want to do. This is what needs to happen. It's, yeah. here's my vision. Then it becomes the best idea wins. Right, right, right. right. And that's a very beautiful thing. Like, yeah. I think the power of Kanye, one of the biggest powers of Kanye, obviously, his vision, but he can have a completely finished idea. And let me tell you, this is, this is extraordinary to me. A completely finished idea, and you could walk in and be like, well, have you thought about it like this? And he will completely, right there on the spot, strip it down to zero. Wow. Mm -hmm. And go through that process. Which is a level of humility. It's a level of humility. It's a level of humility. And it's a level of courage. Think yeah, about how much yeah. courage it takes, man. a lot man. of creative people don't yeah. have. You know, that's not common, It takes a lot of courage yeah, to do definitely. that. But it also, you think about it like this. If, you're, if we're constantly in ideation mode, like that can also be a, a, a horrible Too cocktail many ideas. as well. Mm -hmm. Too many ideas. It's a, bad, it's a bad cocktail as well. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the reality <laughs> is, you know, and when we flew out for the Sacramento show, like he was really saying, he was like, listen, Y'all don't know how, I need y'all to know how important y'all are. And like, you know, and he was like, you know, and he just kind of went through everybody and was like, you know, I'm sorry that this didn't happen for you like this. I'm sorry this didn't happen for you like this. I'm sorry this didn't happen for you, but y'all need to know how important y'all are. And everybody comes and helps me, but we need to be helping each other. And y'all need to be mm -hmm. talking amongst each other. And that's really at the heart of who he is. Like, that's what he's about. And like, that's what the conversation was out there the flight the flight to Sacramento and it was like bringing everybody together but at the same time I also believe in my heart of hearts it was a call for help yeah you know mm -hmm. and you know it's like how do you call for help right you know what I mean like 
we all do that differently. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and express itself differently. And especially when you've had something that you just at your heart have never, you've just have never dealt with. You know, he's never dealt. Like we in Venice at the B&E and he's like, we on the freaking, uh, you know, on the taxi, the water taxi. And it's my first time in Venice. So I'm taking it all in. I'm loving it. I got some, some very cool videos I'll show you guys in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, in, we in the water taxi and I'm just overjoyed with just inspiration and art and all of the above. And then he's just like, man, like, do you know every time I'm performing Good Life, I'm in tears? The irony. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, and that, and that, and that hits you out of nowhere. He hits you with that, you know what I mean? So I just think because, that, huh? Why? Because I mean that was on his mind at that time. So think about no, it. I'm saying, but why good life? Why? Why? Well, I'm just saying his. It ain't, it ain't even the, the the significance of what the song is. The right. point is the dichotomy of what is happening at right. that particular Physically time. What you're doing and what's going on right. in his head. Yeah. Right. right. And I think that ultimately, like you know. What happens is we look at Whitney, we look at Michael, and we love these artists. But when they're going through something, it's like we just want you to feed me the feed yeah. me the Yeezys, feed me the right, art. Right, like where's right. the freestyle? And we, yeah. you know, Dan Michael, let me see another spin. Right. But like, like how often it's like like do we actually take the time and say a prayer for our artists and like a prayer for their peace and a prayer for that? And I just like I just like to encourage. It's not even a Kanye thing. I just think. There are a lot of artists out there that are, are, are going for some, you know, it, it's it's not easy. You know, he's also a family man, right? Yeah. You know, he's he's got he's a father with two, with two children. He has a son who will carry the West name. He was the only child he, that he didn't want that for for where he was and his mm. the, his 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 family. So he, you know, so it's, you, 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 we look at that and <clears throat> you know we want to pick things apart and do this. And I like the old Kanye and uh, mm. that, you know, and that literally, I mean, he's just started saying this. In the studio, I'm like, that's an interlude. Check, like, right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right, what right, I mean, like, right, right. And you know, these moments happen, but we don't stop to do it like that. <clears throat> and I think that you know, my man, you know, what we do know is, whenever he goes through something dark, we do get a an a, a phenomenal piece of art. Like, Absolutely. Twisted Fantasy came on, you know, that's post Taylor Swift, uh-huh. post all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, but. Let's not just get so oh snap. Yeah. He yeah. he he finna right. press the yay button. Right, he right, finna right. press the yay button. It's right, like, right. nah, man. Like you know, he you know, before any of that, like, that's my friend. Like we gon' we gonna get money together, we gonna you know, we gonna create art and change the world together. But like, you know, Zoe and North need to we both know they need to be playing more together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's important and you know mm-hmm. when he calls me at five in the morning it's like yo will you think we pull this off you, you, you and fauna be up to moving the hidden hills and i'm like well theoretically yes but what i need for me in hidden hills costs seven million <laughs> i can get that for 2.3 where i'm at right. which is a lovely place <laughs> so we just need to factor all that in and you can help the rest of that five million fit right <laughs> Very real Richard talk. But uh, I have a question that's yeah. like uh, kind of a, a tangent off this, but I wanted to ask you. Like you talked, you talked a lot about faith, mm-hmm. which is very important to you. You talked a lot about family, mm-hmm. which is very important to you, a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? How does faith like factor into your family? How do you talk to your kids oh, about man. faith? How do you? You know what I mean? Is that something yeah. that you plan to? 
raise them so, with or let them you know what i mean like so how, to that how point, do you approach one of that? the things so one of the things i i have done my best to do is i don't tell my daughter that she can't do something right because right now obviously my daughter's three she can't i she i don't want her to get on this table stay on this table uh-huh. now right now if i stay on this table y'all be like oh, okay ben's on the table like you may you may put your hand up I would I'm personally like, love it if you stood on. Yeah, the right. Table, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But my Show point out. is, it's not that I can't. It's just right. like not now. Right. Mm-hmm. So to that point of taking that to vocabulary, I'm being very cognizant of the things that I'm saying and the, the seeds that I'm sowing into my daughter now. It's mm-hmm. like I don't like it, my my first goal was I'm gonna see how I can possibly raise my child with the absence of fear. Mm. I, I'm like that's possible because people think the opposite of fear is faith. The opposite of fear is not faith. The opposite of fear is love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Because here's the thing. If, all right, you sitting over there with a pistol and you coming at me with my family, it's not that it's the faith. It's I understand the love that my father in heaven has for me. So I'm actually praying for mercy on you because the whole sidewalk could possibly cave in right now. Because mm-hmm. it says touch not God's anointing. And I know that is who I am. Like, mm-hmm. like um, you know, you do me wrong mm-hmm. in a business deal. Right. It's like, I probably don't want to be in the same building as you because the building may literally <laughs> fall over. And, and, and I'm, I'm being very serious. No, no, I get you. And yeah. I've seen things happen, unfortunately, yeah. in my life. I've had to pray for people. I've seen things happen in life where people have literally gotten in really bad situations. And I knew it was because they crossed God's anointed. Like, right. you just can't do that. God loves me. I am his favorite, and I know I'm his favorite. <laughs> yeah. And if, you, and if you don't get to the point where you know that you're his favorite, right. then you're missing it. Right. You know? So my point is, it's like, you know, I remember when my, when my daughter, like, my, watching my daughter walk out in, like, pitch black and, like, doesn't, there's no fear. She doesn't even understand. It's no big deal because it's just a different hue right now. Right. Mm-hmm. That has to be learned. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you can go through life with no fear, what could you... Because that's been one of the things that, uh, you know, in my art or as a producer of things that I do has held me back from doing certain things. And it, and it frustrates me, you know? And so, again, that's why that relationship, when you hear me talk about my relationship with him the way I do is because that's something I press into because that's something I got to get over. And we all have fears. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... The absolute. The answer That's is awesome. absolutely yes. Yeah. Uh, you know we. You know we do our. We, we do our. We do our little prayer walks. So we go on a little. We call it walkie walk. We gonna walk them up. Zoe, like, we go walkie walk. So yeah. we go on a little walkie walk and we experience and like look at the trees and you know you, you if you really sit still you'll see things like you'll see a bird go down and grab a worm and then fly off and it's like you know what that bird was not thinking about am I not gonna eat today right that right, bird right. was very confident zero fear. That yeah. he has the love and knows that I'm gonna eat today, mm-hmm. and you know, and different times, especially as an entrepreneur now, since what '96, as an entrepreneur, there are gonna be times when the checks are thinner, and there are gonna be times when the checks are, are are bigger. That's just the nature of it. Yeah. Right. So, but how do you deal with those moments? Yeah. How do you approach those moments? And I know that I'm more than a conqueror, and I know I'm more than a conqueror because I said it first. And I say it to the point where that thing then becomes a reality and an energy that exudes out of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did I she, got on this nautical ensemble because I plan on getting on a yacht at some point. <laughs> no better Hell place yeah. to end than exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. These, these, these are Michael Kors Espadrilles, and I didn't just buy these. <laughs> 
I done had these for about 15 years and they look like not vintage. Right. <laughs> right. I don't even, I don't want to cut the mics at all. Yes. I don't, I wish we could just like, yo, that's so crazy, man. Yo, Come thank on. you so much, bro. Listen, I appreciate you guys, you know, and, uh, this goes way beyond this interview. Thank you yeah. for oh, just yeah. being you and doing oh, it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Seriously. I can't wait is... to walk up to Puff and be like, <laughs> you want to do this. you, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, you know, and essentially, that analysis is just to know it's like, how many people go up to him? Hi, my name is. Right. It's like, that ain't going to work. Uh-huh. Right. And so you got to be thinking about that. Like, Has know, anybody ever walked up to you and said, you oh, can do that, this better than I, Because some, I've yeah, said You got to have a target on your back. People, I, like people, yeah, I, I do, you know, and I always take the time to, to, to speak to, to folks because it didn't really happen for me like that. Mm-hmm. So I always find the time to take the time. And the good news is that I am very respected and people will take, you know, what I'm saying to heart. You know what I mean? Like, right. and like, okay, I, I, I need to receive this. I may not get it right now, but I need to meditate on this. I need to receive this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on social media. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. At Fonz Bentley. You're, oh, fun, you're you funny think? on Twitter. Am I really? Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a puff be like, yo, 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 nigga, don't, don't, don't lose the funny. Don't lose the funny, nigga. But. <laughs> Lose the funny nigga. <laughs> so, but yeah, too many man, gems I'm, to count, man. Seriously, yo, right, God I'm damn. having a good time. I appreciate you guys having yeah, me. Yeah, yo, thank man. you, seriously, and, man. Uh, yeah, I'm at Fonz Bentley. F O N Z as in zebra. B E N T L E Y. You know, you better ask somebody. Mm-hmm. That's it. Rich friend. Yeah. Peace. Let's go. <laughs> man, um, we could have went for another like six hours. Yeah. For that dude. Mine's long. Like I feel like I just went to church, went to therapy, went home for Thanksgiving. Like that, like there was just so. I feel like I went back to like 2004, the right. first time, time I ever driving. saw. Yeah, yeah, like right. what? Hell yeah. So shout out to fucking Fonsworth for kicking it with us. Yeah, young Man. Derek. And thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. See you next week. Rich Friend, the Elevated Conversation is a loudspeaker network production. Matt Raz. Our editor is Tim Einenkel. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow. The views, opinions, and hilarious jokes expressed on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests featured on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Tequila Avion and its affiliates. Please don't.